As a survivor of narcissistic abuse, you get shamed for not trusting people easily, for not forgetting the narcissist and moving on, and for being anxious and depressed all the time. Nobody understands your struggles, but now they will. Because in this episode, I'm going to explain five traumagenic behaviors survivors of narcissistic abuse display and why these behaviors are valid. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. I help survivors like you heal, recover and thrive after narcissistic abuse. Before we begin with today's episode, I have a request. Please share this episode with someone you want to learn more about narcissistic abuse and understand your situation. Let's begin with behavior number one, having extreme difficulty trusting others. By far, this is the biggest one. First things first, if you find it hard to trust others, you're not paranoid, crazy or mentally ill. Your inability to trust others is a valid trauma response because the narcissist gave you every reason under the sky not to trust people again. Who wouldn't hesitate to trust people if their trust was weaponized against them every single moment they spent with the person they trusted and loved the most? Who wouldn't be triggered by all the niceness when this niceness was nothing but a facade of the narcissist they were made to believe in? Finding it difficult to trust people is a hallmark of surviving narcissistic abuse and severe betrayal trauma. If you cannot trust people right now, you do not have to because you're carrying a soul injury that will take time to heal and recover from. Trust is naturally built and not forced. Hold yourself with compassion and show yourself the unconditional positive regard you expect from others. Behavior number two, being anxiously depressed. Not just anxious or just depressed, you feel anxiously depressed. As a survivor of narcissistic abuse, you're anxious because you are questioning your reality all the time, wondering if you were the crazy one and the root cause of all the problems. And you're depressed because you still cannot fathom that someone whom you trusted with your heart and soul ended up betraying you in the worst way imaginable. Your anxiety is also a result of years of walking on eggshells that burned your nervous system and injured your psyche, leaving you with lingering sadness and depression. You may expect to get over the narcissist just after leaving them, but unfortunately, it gets worse before it gets better. All that fatigue and stored stress in the body come up and you find yourself anxious around people when you may have never had such an issue before. Simple tasks like talking to someone on the phone gives you panic attacks because you don't know what to expect. You don't know how they will behave. Before we move to behavior number three, I'm curious, I'm wondering, if you have a behavior that you are shamed for, if you have developed a trauma response that most people do not understand, if yes, drop your experiences and answers in comments below and help other survivors feel validated and connected. Behavior number three, being overcompliant. Overcompliance simply means overdoing compliance or high agreeableness, wherein you always choose to comply despite having the option to refuse the request or say no, regardless of your capacity to do what is being asked of you. This means doing something you do not want to do, but doing it anyway simply because the narcissist forced you to do things you did not 
what to do when you were in a relationship with them. You were left with no other option but to comply and give in to their demands. Saying no or doing something different than what they wanted you to do always led to some punishment, rejection or pain. As a result, you learned to suppress and abandon yourself and comply even if you had to do it at the expense of putting yourself in harm's way. Repetition of this behavior programmed you to fawn because overcompliance is a trauma response after all. It is challenging for you not to say yes or not to do what the other person wants you to do regardless of whether you actually want to do it or not. Behavior number four, lack of initiative. This is the one that most survivors get shamed for. As a survivor of narcissistic abuse, you may struggle with taking the initiative and making decisions, and this is completely normal. It's not being lazy or procrastination. It is the freeze response. Your nervous system and body are immobilized, which is what happens when we are overwhelmed by all the stress we have to face in a narcissistic relationship. Narcissistic abuse causes a significant amount of emotional and psychological damage, leading to feelings of self-doubt, worthlessness, and a lack of confidence in one's own abilities. You have spent years trying to please the narcissist and meet their constantly shifting expectations, which left you with little sense of who you are or what you truly want. This makes it challenging to take the first step, to take that first step and make decisions for yourself. But there is hope. Once your system moves from immobilization to mobilization, with time and proper support, you can begin to rebuild your sense of self and regain your ability to take the initiative and make choices that are true to your own values and desires. Behavior number five and the last one, anger. A lot of unprocessed rage. You may feel a lot of anger towards the narcissist or towards yourself, all of which is normal and natural. You feel angry towards them for obvious reasons and you may feel angry towards yourself because you blame yourself for not seeing it earlier, for not leaving sooner or for not taking a stand for yourself. But ask yourself these questions. Did you know back then what you know now? Did you know about narcissistic abuse? Did you have the choice or the awareness of it back then? Of course you didn't. So why blame yourself for something that you didn't do or you didn't know? Forgive yourself, but you do not have to forgive the narcissist if you do not believe in doing so. Many survivors keep a mental record of their traumatic experiences, hoping to one day seek revenge and turn the tables on the narcissist. This desire for revenge is valid because they caused you every kind of harm one can think of. But seeking revenge won't bring you peace and may result in developing a spiteful nature. You may unintentionally pour this anger into your relationships with others, making it difficult for you to form healthy connections. For these very reasons, it is better to resolve and process these emotions, this anger, in a different way that is healthy than taking revenge on the narcissist. In a nutshell, we can say the challenges that you face as a survivor of narcissistic abuse are unique or different. And unfortunately, most people do not understand them, which is why you need to understand yourself. You need to offer yourself the compassion, the acceptance, the kindness that you expect other people to show towards you. That is what is very important. That was it for today. If you learned something new from this episode, give this a like, share this episode with others and subscribe to the channel. I will talk with you again in the next one. Until then, let the healing begin.